2: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: I swear, I didn't even realize it was the top of the hour until I sort of heard the update. I'm like, wow, that was super quick. Right, we got George for a couple of more minutes. So now we got George all fired up, probably on the way out here. But all right, we talk NFL. Try not to get an argument with people every night about this stuff. <laughs> oh, that was that was pretty pretty restrained. All right, uh, George, let's get baseball before we get you out of here. And I appreciate your time here. Um, actually, quick pick: Who wins the NFC West?
4: I uh, think it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, the only thing I'm positive about that division is that the Hawks are last. Uh, I'll go back to the Rams.
3: Rams. Uh, San Francisco are plus 175. The Rams are plus 125. I'd like a little bit more. I th- You know what I mean? The Eagles, it's the same price here. The oddsmakers really like San Francisco a lot this year. I don't know if it's because the bet, you know, the bettors like it or whatnot, but like their win total, like the plus 175. But I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers win a division, plus 175.
4: The values there, I, I, I can't knock that. Uh, I wouldn't bet the Rams at plus 185. There are stars and Scrubs team. You know, they have superstars. If those stars stay healthy, they'll be great. If they get hurt, they're going to have a lot of trouble with that depth.
3: All right, we'll get back to the divisions uh, tomorrow. All right, George, overnight uh, baseball. So uh, I was on the Yankees tonight and the uh, the under, actually. No, I wasn't on the Yankees. I was on the Rays and the um, Yankees under. The under of the game, that's it. So, I didn't bet the Rays,
4: but I was on the under. And I'll be on the under tomorrow, too. The Yankees can't hit. Can't hit. All right now, they well, they scored six runs in the last eight games or eight runs in the last six games. It's ugly right now. I mean, it is ugly right now, Gabe, what they're doing there. It's, uh, it's not pretty. It's not fun. Seven and a half I tomorrow, tomorrow with Cortez. Boone at the end of the game telling me, oh, they're having great at bats. No, they suck right
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be a problem in the playoff, playing lower scoring games, right? You're going to have to find a way to win these games. They're not a
4: playoff team. I think I heard you on one of the shows tonight. You said it perfectly. This is a regular season team. They're not yeah. a playoff team. All right, and it's it's very true. They'll beat up bad pitching. You get any kind of good pitching, this team is done. They don't play baseball. They play men's beer league softball.
3: Toronto Blue Jays having a similar situation problem right now. Base running blunders, just day late dollar short defense. they either lost seven of their last nine. They have Manoa on the hill here tomorrow, minus two thirty. Gets Kramer. Baltimore just keep cashing tickets.
4: Are they going to get in the playoffs? I mean. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Baltimore, Toronto, Tampa Bay. I don't think so, but. Can't make it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think so either. But it'd be a great story, though—a great story. Listen, Baltimore's got a, a nice, bright future anyway. Their farm system's good. Uh, they just brought up Deal Hall. Uh, you know, Grayson Rodriguez, the other top pitcher, maybe their best pitcher. Maybe they get him in September. They're going to be—they uh, should actually be. The thing season. is, they control uh, their
3: own destiny, George, because they play the Blue Jays another like twelve yeah. times, and they keep beating them. And like they, at and they this rate, right, they're going
4: to—they're going to knock the Jays out and pass the Jays, bro. You know what I mean? They were talking about on the Yankee cast all night tonight. That's a good thing the Jays aren't playing well, too. If they had just gone 500 during the stretch that the Yankees are playing terrible, they'd be four games behind the Yankees with, like, seven games left first. the Yanks. It's
3: frustrating, I know. I had the Blue Jays to win the division, but they're, they're not good enough. Big win for Seattle tonight. Um, Seattle are suddenly the top wildcard team. I think Seattle are getting in, George. I think Tampa are getting in. Right, hold on. Late Night Anchor Management Class, this is Rage. I am Ratsy. Just a couple of more minutes with Kurtz. Kurtz, what do you think of this uh, fungus and ringworm stuff with uh, Tatis Jr. and Sr.?
4: Are you kidding me? I mean, can't we come up with a better cover story than this? That's what I think. If you're going to lie, find something that's somewhat plausible that we can sink our teeth into. When you find out, well, even if you did have ringworm, you wouldn't be taking cholesterol or whatever. They talk. You'd be taking this. That's close. That sounds close to it. So you they got the name wrong. What a complete joke.
3: <laughs> you're not buying
5: it
3: <laughs> so, no, no. I guess you can get lie. supposedly but my deal is maybe he got that but it's like has no real we all know you took the damn steroid to heal the swelling and get back on the field let's just call it off what it is all right I almost blame the team though George for not like monitoring him like he can't be trusted this kid he can't be He's trusted, obviously like. immature
4: but wouldn't you have more respect for Gabe if he just came out You know what, I was trying to get back healthy Yeah, I took something I would have immense more respect Well, for he me. already I said here. I Don't made
3: you. a mistake and I accept it Now his father's coming out with this stuff Stumped out, I already owned just it already Just let yeah. it
4: die, it'll die out
3: <laughs> Walker Bueller out for the year uh, Dodgers first to 80 Sort of the first punch in the gut for the Dodgers What about the overnight baseball here, George? Anything
4: catch your eye? Captain Chuck. Um, um, <laughs> <line, laughs> I like Captain Chuck. I kind of like Captain Chuck. I can go with that nickname. The Dodgers uh, uh, are actually uh,
3: underdogs. This is only the third time all year right now. All right, guys, overnight right now, George. i tell you what, I don't think it'll be this in the morning. The Dodgers are plus 106 right now.
4: I see. Uh uh, and you know what? I always say I'm not going to do with Dodgers. You tell me I should, and I end up—you uh, end up being right about it. So you know what? I'll do a Dodgers now, just so I can can't hear it from you anymore. I'm definitely <laughs> on the Yankees under, and I'm probably going to bet the Rays. I don't see how I can—I didn't bet the Rays tonight because it was Cole. I thought he'd pitch well. He did. Uh, but until the Yankees win, I'm going to be on betting the other team. I just—I can't see how it's going to change anytime soon here. They'll beat up on somebody eventually. I just don't know it's going to be Springs on the Rays tomorrow.
3: What do you think of the Braves and the Mets tomorrow with uh, Morton and Walker? One forty-two for the Braves. They beat them up pretty good tonight.
4: Destroyed them all tonight, right? Uh, Morton's been uh, so-so. Walker's been so-so as well. I kind of like over. George Kurtz, always a pleasure, my man.
3: Always fun, Gabe. Crush some Pepsis and get some rest.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Those two don't mix.
3: Nah, I know. I do it late night. Rick Saratella joins us next. We get biblical. Bring it.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: The Monday Night Meltdown continues, as does the countdown to kickoff. We are now just 23 days away from the start of the National Football League regular season. Like, uh, we're 11 days away right now, depending on where you are. East Coast, West Coast, whatever. Either way, it's all good. Football is here. We're less than uh, two weekends away right now from college of football. And uh, we're three weeks away from the start of the National Football League regular season. It's time to go to church. Let's get biblical. We missed Rick Saratella last week. Rick Saratella, NFL Drop Bible, SI.com. Steps up and in to join us. Rick, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing?
6: Yeah, Gabe, East Coast to West Coast, spread love and chopping it up, melting it down, man. Always happy to be here. Yeah, well, let's let's do this thing.
3: It was quite the uh, quite the opening week of play in the National Football League. So let's start off in your backyard uh, with the New York uh, football Jets. Disaster strikes early. There was a lot of optimism about the Jets coming into this season. What are you hearing as far as Zach Wilson is concerned? They say it's not like, you know, months long, right? But more like weeks Uh, long but we know how this stuff works and the fact is the season is weeks away what are you hearing as far as Zach is concerned
6: you know it's wishful thinking right that we 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 think the ligament is still, you know, the meniscus is still intact, but is it torn? Not really, but it's bruised. It, it's going to take two to four weeks, probably closer to the latter. He's going to miss the rest of preseason. And this was the question with Zach Wilson coming out. I mean, we talked about it. He's so thin, so wiry and you look at how he got injured, right? We talk about this. Like I watch a guy like chase Daniel the other night, 13 year veteran. He gets 20, 30 yards in the open field. He slides the first sight of a defender. Here's Zach Wilson in the open field. Running head first, diving head first, doing somersaults in the open field. Oh, and now I'm out a month. This is the durability issues, right? So now you've got the McKay back thing injury out for the year. Zach Wilson out at least a month, possibly a year. Do you go out and get Jimmy G? Do you roll the dice with Jersey Joe Flacco? It's like we've seen this play down Broadway once before. It's just eerily too similar. And the Jets fans are saying, here we go again. I got to get out the brown paper bags. It's week one of the preseason. And it, it, it
3: stunts his development, as you stated. I think that, that's, another, that's another key here, as you stated. Now he misses the rest of training camp. He misses the rest of the preseason. And we're talking about a kid that doesn't need reps, yet he's going to have to learn how to handle himself. And at this point, do you trust that Zach Wilson can stay healthy, like when he comes back
6: uh, right now? Can he stay healthy? I I don't see a guy that's built to last 17-plus games if they ever make the playoffs. I just, you know, I don't see it. And that's the problem with these scrambling quarterbacks, especially a guy like Zach Wilson, who, you know, how many years? Two years in a row, he can't stay, can't make the club in the tub. Well, sooner or later, you know, Joe Flacco might just take this job and run with it. The Jets might go explore another opportunity. Robert Saleh's got to win. You know, the the NFL is not for long. And so the defense might be okay, but if you can't put points in the board, you can't win in the NFL. I've got zero confidence in Zach Wilson this year at all. There's obviously
3: less, less upside with Joe Flacco at this stage of his career, but we couldn't argue that the ball, the ball will get out quicker. The ball will get into the hands of the wide receivers right now with Joe Flacco. Let me ask you, because you talked about Jimmy G playing in Matt life, although in blue, He might end up in MetLife anyways, but is he that much better than Joe Flacco? My personal opinion is I don't think they do that. I think they'd just say, you know what, we'll go with Joe Flacco. He knows the system.
6: Yeah, I don't know if Jimmy G is the difference maker for them. And I don't know if they feel like Joe Flacco is the guy to play the whole season for them. Is Mike
3: it's, White good enough to be in a conversation?
6: Uh, no, you know? I, saw, I saw some throws there the other night that just had me scratching my head. I don't know. If, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's ready to big time. But to me, like, if you start Joe Flacco this year, I mean, it's just another rebuild season. Like, you're not going to be in ball game. Maybe you will. But uh, it, it's a tough blow. I mean, I think it stunts the growth of Robert Saylor's program, too, because – even if he comes back a month later, he missed all these reps. Do you rush him back? Do you take it slow? Now, you know, you just stumble out of the gates. It's just a sour note for Jets fans all around. Uh, Rick Saratella has a uh, article and a column up at SI.com recapping
3: uh, the rookie quarterbacks and, you know, quarterback battles in camp through week one of the preseason. Let's talk a little bit about Skylar Thompson, who is just genuinely a good kid, isn't he? You know, you read his story. A lot of adversity in his life. A lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of death. You know, mother passed away. You know, close with his grandparents, etc. They pass. You know, the kid. You know, he's had. He's lived the life of an adult already. This kid, but he owns it. And you know, especially at the the quarterback position, coaches love kids like this, don't they? Dak has a lot of that in him. Dak Prescott as well.
6: Yeah, there's something to be said about perseverance and making it at the next level, and that's what we talk about—measuring it between the between the ears, measuring it in the heart. And when, you know, when you when you've had that kind of adversity, usually the cream rises to the top, and you saw that. I mean, wow! If this is a foreshadow of what Mike McDaniel is going to do with Tua at all, I mean, he made Skylar Thompson look like a, a gunslinger. He was slinging it down the field. He caught uh, Bowden. Uh, Lynn Bowden on on this double uh, fake pattern fade route in the back of the end zone to kind of cap it all off. But I like how he executed. He kind of uh, performed like a surgeon downfield. Skyler Thompson, he you know, he won against Notre Dame two years ago, came off. I think that ACL injury missed a year. People doubted him. And, and now here he is as an undrafted free agent, has a shot to back up to him finished
3: 20 at 28 218 uh 218 yards including that nice uh, 29 yard touchdown pass to uh bowden skylar thompson's just the type of guy he's hard to cut isn't he guys are going to want him on the team it's just one of those guys that you're going to want on your football team and listen i'm excited about this offense and i hate to say it because i'm a buffalo bill fan but i'm all in on the dolphins bro i already bet i bet them to go over their season win total Um, I put a dime down on over eight and a half. And I think that McDaniel has a legitimate chance of being coach of the year this year.
6: I think I've never seen uh, uh, people that I respect in the industry so divided on a head coach hiring since Chip Kelly. Right. Because half the people thought Chip Kelly was a genius. Yeah. the people don't. Kelly- so,
3: what's the what's the negative? The hires against him. He's too young. He's never been a head coach before. He's just sort of some offensive guy. What's what's uh, what are those the the fair criticisms?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's like who is this guy? Right, I never. <laughs> have you and he doesn't look like a football guy. Let's be real,
3: right? They're sort of like, who's this nerd guy, man? Like, really? That's the coach, right? But, hey guys, uh, nice. some kid
6: walks in. Hey guys. <laughs> yeah, and I think they were talking uh, during the, the the broadcasters were saying, you know, the term hipster came up, and like, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, It's like you know, he's wearing these big ass shades in practice. It's like the all disheveled looking guy coaching this football team, but you players, talk- like them. players like him. Players like him, from what I hear. And you talk because they know Rick. They know he's gonna put your ass in his position to succeed, bro. Well, we shall see. It's gonna be a really uh, polarizing topic, I think. And but again, so is Tua, right? Tua is another polarizing, polarizing coach, polarizing.
3: Because you're right. We already hear it. They, you know, they're gonna run two out the door, and already we're hearing. Well, Sean Payton wouldn't mind coaching in Miami.
6: Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Well. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, durability issues once again with Tua. Can he maintain? Will they be scouting C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and looking ahead? I, I mean, it all remains to be seen. But I think, you know, the Jets should be two winnable games. They could probably split at least with the Patriots. And so there you go. I mean, a wild card is is within striking distance. Tyreek Hill, anytime you add that kind of player to the offense, he, he opens things up. You could do a lot of different things. And so it's going to be dynamite. You know, boom or bust. We shall see. It could be the Skylar Thompson show. <laughs> hey, look at that,
3: uh look at that running uh running back room and that depth that they have. Love it, Rick. Love the Dolphins running backs.
6: Yeah, and you you know, that's kind of a page out of the Patriots playbook, right? Always with the running back back committee every week could be a different guy. You got three guys active one week, two guys act inactive the next week. The and... days
3: of the Bell cow back are done. I think Derek Henry will be the last one.
6: Yeah, I mean you can count on one hand not even how many really uh uh bell cow baxter are around the league saquon ezekiel and and henry and you know maybe a, a cook over there in minnesota maybe uh but that's about it oh man you just mentioned
3: the s word saquon you have to hit him on the other side i'm buying it bro i'm buying it i'm buying in he looks so good he looks so good rick he really does i know you're seeing and hearing the same things guy's low on his shoulder he's running people over Jumping over people. He's nifty. He's fast. This guy's a hell of a football player when he plays football. So I want to get Rick's uh, take on on Saquon uh, moving forward. And more. We'll touch it with the Pittsburgh situation. A late-night anchor match. Rick Laskin continues. Bring it.
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
5: welding instructor alex declare knows firsthand how vr training platforms like forge fx can help meet the demand for skilled workers
6: anywhere you go look there's going to be a shortage of welders
1: <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese. you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
0: The Monday Night
3: Meltdown. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brant. Series M, XM Channel 159. a Mighty on Monday 1090 ESPN Radio. Up and down the beautiful West Coast. A 50,000-watt juggernaut shot at all of our AM radio affiliates. And the Armed Forces Radio Network. Rick Saratella kicking it with us, NFL Draft Bible. So we were talking about Saquon Barkley uh, going into the break. Saquon looks great uh, so far, but we've heard this story before, yet this year does feel a little bit different. Uh, The fact that he's still healthy is a good thing, right? We haven't only played one preseason game, but I like what I see from Saquon, and let's talk about the quarterback situation there a little bit uh, as well. Tyrod Taylor having a great camp.
6: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, as far as Saquon goes, he came in a little bit toned down which is good uh four carries for 14 yards the other night like you know the yards per carry has to he's got to step his game up like he it, it decreased every single season he was pretty much a plotter kind of just a guy i talked about a davante booker was the more effective running back a year ago so saquon really has to again we talk about durability but show me you can get more than three yards brother please and so i hope he can and whether or not he is durable and resorts back to his old form will dictate whether or not Daniel Jones hangs on to that starting job because, you know, you talk about Tyrod Taylor looking good. It's also a product of Daniel Jones just looking lost at times. And yeah, there's been some glimpses, but at the end of the day, Tyrod Taylor has been outplaying him. We saw it again in preseason week one, all of a sudden, you know, give it one more preseason game. The media is going to create a quarterback competition that Brian Dayball didn't necessarily anticipate, but it's happening right before our eyes.
3: I don't think Brian Dable is there to rebuild either, right? He wants to win football games. So I think he understands where they are, but at the same point in time, I don't think he wants to be, you know, a four-win football team. So I think he will go with who he thinks gives them the best opportunity to win games because he might be thinking, I might not be here if I don't win enough football games uh, down the road. What do you, you know— as far as it's got to be Daniel Jones, but for how long, right? I mean, well, they're going to start the season with him, I imagine. But he's yeah, going to, you know, he's definitely going to be on the clock. Like I got into an argument with somebody the other night about this. I said I don't think Dable will be shy to go to Tyrod Taylor, man. After two, three weeks, if he doesn't like what he sees, he knows Tyrod from Buffalo, bro. It's his guy. He's got no connection to. Uh, he's got no connection at all to Daniel Jones
6: zero allegiance. And I remember Brian day was the guy pushing for Tua over hurts. Nick Saban didn't want to do it. That's a big reason why he left Alabama. You know, people don't talk about that. So Brian Dave is very competitive. He wanted to win that preseason game. No, he's not, he, he understands it's a rebuild job, but at the same time, he is going to try to win every single game. And Daniel Jones is going to get the first crack at this thing, but Hey, if they get six games into the season, they're two and four, and they say, this kid's not the answer. Well, why not find out what we have with Tyrod Taylor and try to win some ball games? I mean, we kind of know what he is. He's a check down Charlie at the end of the day, but he's a veteran guy who makes smart decisions and can hold the fort. But, you know, I think at at the uh, 2023 NFL Draft, New York Giants, you might be on the clock. You might be on the clock number one overall. You might be on the clock looking for a quarterback.
3: Uh, Mike Tanier actually was pretty bold. Mike Tanier um, said the New York Giants, worst record in the National Football League. It was twenty to one. He said that. Oh, those odds! I've got it. I've got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my and he's a New Yorker too, right? He's so he a was, fellow, uh,
6: he's a fellow Jersey yeah. guy. So he's been beaten down over the years, and you know he's not a Daniel Jones. So yeah, he's in, in the in the analytics. Know, he's an anti. giant he's an anti he's a pro-Eagle guy.
3: He's all on board. A jersey, you guys wrote Jersey. And speaking of which, I knew you wrote the article on SI.com. You talked about Kenny Pickett. The Jersey Shore native. (laughs) You have to get that in there. (laughs) Rick Saratella joining us from the Jersey Shore right now. The Jersey Shore native orchestrated two scoring drives, completed 13 to 15 passes, connecting on two touchdown passes. As well, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers like what they saw from Kenny Pickett. Sort of, I think it was sort of one of those sighs of relief. Like, oh, okay, okay. Because, you know, he he hasn't having a great camp per se, but – you know, practice is important, but so is games, right? There's you know, there's something to be said about you making plays when you're out there, and at least he did. One thing I'll say, Rick, about all this stuff, with Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, if if all these guys were terrible, people would criticize them. If they do well, then people say, well, it's only the preseason. So I'm going to tip my cap to them and say, job well done. That was your first test. You passed your first test, right? Now there's more work to do, but you passed your first test. Talk, talk to me about uh, Kenny Pickett and what you see.
6: Well, it's funny. You said he didn't have a great training camp because you talked to some scouts last year that went through pit and they'll tell you, you know, I went to practice. I didn't really think I was looking at a first round guy, but you know, the coaches said like, he's not a practice guy. He's just a gamer. And, like, when the lights come on, he performs. And you saw that out there in the preseason. He looked in command. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He looked like uh, he had the confidence of the coaching staff. And so I think Trubisky will get the chance to kind of steer the ship. But at first falter, hey, Kenny Pickett will be right there over his shoulder. I would rather. I talked about
3: that uh, about that last week. And Listen, you, you run football camps. You, you see all these guys in person all the time. There's a big difference, isn't there? How many times have you heard? man, he looks great in practice all week. But then, you know, when the game comes, he struggles. And the coaches love the guy because he's a great practice quarterback. And that's the term. He's a practice quarterback, right? I would rather a guy that, you know, to to borrow a page from Allen Iverson. We're talking about practice, right? And I know I get it. There's a difference between preparation and understanding what you have to do. But I would rather a guy that lights it up every Sunday than kills it in practice and then struggles uh, come Sundays. And, you know, you see a lot of, how many quarterbacks have you seen, man, in drills, in practice, when you, like you said, sure, in, in a T-shirt and, and shorts, they look great, man. What about with pads? What about with the crowd? What about when you're on the road? What, what about when it's snowing, right? Can you win a 10-9 football game? All those invariables, bro.
6: Well, yeah. I mean, look at some of the quarterbacks we just talked about, like Zach Wilson. He, he won the Jets over at that Pro Day workout. Daniel Jones, David Gettleman said, hey, we saw him during the week of senior yep, ball. Yep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Bill
6: same same thing with EJ Manuel. He really wasn't on the radar until the senior week. It's like, yeah, yeah. that worked out. <laughs> right. And, and it's just so funny because you go to these all-star games, especially, and the guys who stink it up in practice are lights out in the game. The guys that stink yeah, it up yeah. <laughs> in practice. So, you know, it's a, it's a big reason why, though, like, it's easy to be an armchair quarterback, right? You're not. You're not behind closed doors with these guys. You're not doing the chalk talk. You're not doing the 15-minute speed speed dial dates. And believe it or not, that goes a long way into how these NFL teams view you. So
3: Malik Willis, uh, Malik Willis was very, you know, what I liked about Malik is the fact that he showed us a little bit of everything. Showed us a deep ball, showed us the mobility, and, and no fear with the run either. You know what I mean? He's rolling to run people over, some niftiness down the sideline as well. I like that. And I really like that sort of sidearm Mahomes style improvisation. Hey, look, and you can't teach that, bro. That's just something that that's athletic ability where it's like, you know what? I got a lineman with a wingspan of a condo in front of me, and I'm still going to get this past him under his arm here with a little sidearm fastball. Uh, that was real nice. Yes, there's going to be problems reading the defenses and stuff, but I like what I saw from Willis. What's your take?
6: Yeah, I mean, he's not going to start on day one, and if he needs a you know, temporary job. The Yankees need a closer, short term. <laughs> you like that throw? Okay. Huh? <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, t- people talk about Josh Allen's arm. We talk. I mean, this means absolutely nothing. Josh Josh Allen spins it at 60 miles per hour. Malik Willis spins it at 79 miles per hour. That's wow. Crazy arm strength this guy has so you're right he launched a cannon bomb down the field Uh, he really showed what he can do with his feet Mike Rabel said after the game I took him out just because he was a little too reluctant to let the ball rip he wants to see more confidence he wants to see him air it out he wants him to make these mistakes in the preseason so I look for Malik Willis to throw the ball more in his second start very
3: interesting let the play develop a little bit uh, more right yeah they want him to to hit these receivers uh down the field um very interesting how the rams approached this this week in which they allowed Bryce Perkins to play the entire football game which I actually like a lot yeah i actually i actually like that a lot and i don't know are they going to let perez start a game now like you know what i mean like you know or i know and there's one thing about McVay you have to trust his ability like if he likes a quarterback then i got to believe that he's a good quarterback It's one of those deals. Like if he sees something in you and he wants you around him and his team, then, then there's something about you. And what's your take on
6: Perkins and uh, making this football team. I love this approach. Let the man play a whole game. Let him experience a real game scenario where you can evaluate him under the first half, two minute drill at the end of the game, two minute drill and coming out of Virginia. This was one of the best RPO quarterbacks in terms of dual threat capabilities. He had a couple spinal injuries, eight, you know, neck injuries, and, and everything else. But man, he not only impressed uh, Sean McVay, he impressed Brandon Staley after the game, had rave reviews about how he endured and then bounced back and showed great poise. And man, he made a couple runs with his feet that were just outstanding, right? Rare athletic capability at the quarterback position. And I think Sean McVay sees the potential and the upside to have a better backup quarterback. Bryce uh, gives you a little bit different. It's a little bit more versatility. Rick Saratella kicking it uh,
3: with us. All right, Rick, before we get you out of here, uh, we got about a minute uh, left. A player, I've been following all the camps, uh, but I've got my eye on the Seattle Seahawks uh, camp being on the West Coast. And DJ Dallas is a player that's just, I hear every day in practice. Man, DJ Dallas really bringing it. DJ Dallas really bringing it. And then he backed it up. He backed it up um, on Saturday night. You know, Average over seven yards a carry. Very impressive. DJ Dallas out of the U. This kid's going to stick, bro. I think Seattle, uh, Seattle are going to run the ball. I think they're going to run the ball effectively this year.
6: Yeah, he's kind of that slasher change of pace guy. You can move him around a little bit. Maybe even line him up in the slot and get creative. But Chris Carson retired. Uh, they drafted a running back out uh, at, of at Michigan State there. That's going to be uh, Kenny Walker is going to be a dynamic guy. Rashard Penny's another guy kind of always on that IR injury injury report. So, yeah, he's going to get a chance to be the third down back there, catch some balls out of the backfield. They need some weapons. They need some check down options for Geno Smith and Drew Lock there because I mean, I don't know. Pick your poison which way you want to go. They're not going to win more than a half a dozen games. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft
3: BibleSI.com. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it, brother.
1: <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Thanks to Rick Saratella for
3: joining us on the program. I am Gable Maranci. Sir, 6 XM Channel 159. on Mighty or 1090 ESPN Radio. What's up, SoCal? Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates in the late night hours on the East Coast, uh, West Coast. Hey, it's not even midnight yet, so... Um, all right, great football talk uh, tonight. We're doing a great job going team by team, very impressive. Matias is doing a great job, um, one by one, systematically knocking them off. And we're going to stick in the NFC East tomorrow. We got some Philadelphia Eagle talk on the program uh, tomorrow. So then after we'd have to do the New York Giants and the Washington Commanders, and then that division is done. Uh, but as far as our divisional bets are concerned, like really, it's it's time to start, you know, pulling the trigger, man. We're like 23 days away from the start of the regular season right now. It is time for me to start thinking about doing our fantasy league and all this. I'm logging in on my account right now for the first time uh, tonight. I don't know. I know I had a good night tonight. I know I had a good night tonight. And, uh, but I want to see how much I won. And we'll let you know in a moment. I've got to do this on my phone, which I'm not a fan of. I've got geoblock location problems on a computer like I've got I have 3 computers all 3 of them I've tried everything I've tried Firefox Safari Google Chrome I've tried like I've downloaded some geo-comply thing that all these sports books want you to, to download, and I still have problems. I think I'm going to be the first person in the history of the world to walk into a uh, Apple store and get. Uh, I'm going to book an appointment with a Genius Bar. I'm going to bring. <laughs> I'm going to bring a bunch of MacBook Pros in here, and I'm going to log into the sports book in front of them. I'm going to tell them, solve this problem. Solve this problem. I bet you no one's ever done that before. But I, I can't deal with this anymore. I've got a real problem. I don't mind placing a bet on the phone when I'm at a game or something like that. But I'm old. It's too small. It's too small. I like to scroll and everything. So basically, I use the site. I scroll. But whenever I try to log in, it tells me um, I, I'm not in the right area, even though I'm 3,000 miles away from where they're telling me that I'm not whatever. Uh, yesterday, it was tonight. Dave Sherpans in Las Vegas, and he, he couldn't log in. Right, we didn't win as much as we thought. We did not win as much as we thought. I won like uh, $189 or something, a little under 200 bucks. But I'm always talk. I'm always saying, "Oh, $200 a day, right? Is $72,000 a year?" I was hoping for a little bit more, but we withdrew some money over the weekend. We had a big weekend. We decided to cash out a little bit and keep this thing rolling. But I am. Uh, I feel like placing a bet right now. And uh, we're going to bet on the Philadelphia Eagles. I can get a plus 180 right now. That's another thing, too. You'll notice in different states and provinces and regions and all that different stuff, the numbers are a little bit different, even with the same book at times. So I can get a plus 180 here on Philadelphia. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I do believe – I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are better than the – I think the Philadelphia Eagles are better than the Dallas Cowboys are. I think if they play each other head-to-head, the Eagles will beat them. And um, like, like you know, I think the Cowboys are a ten and seven football team, right? In that, so their win total is ten and a half. I'm not ready to bet the over like that. Really, you are getting a little plus money to the over at ten and a half. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, definitively that yes, I believe the Dallas Cowboys win eleven football games this year. I, you know, if Doc Prescott gets hurt, it's all over again, and he does get hurt. You could say that about a lot of teams, but he does get hurt often. And they refuse to get a real backup. Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci pizza. Come on. Like, really? So, Jerry wants to, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, we talked about it earlier with RJ. So, like, me talking all this Dallas Cowboy football is making me want to bet on the Eagles. Because even if the sky doesn't fall on the Cowboys, there's too many question marks. The offensive line, question marks. Running back, question marks. Wide receiver, question mark. Quarterback health, question mark. It's a lot of questions. Your head coach sucks. Your offensive coordinator sucks. Micah Parsons is amazing. Diggs ain't gonna have as many interceptions again. I'm taking the Eagles right now to win the division. Futures. See, that's what I'm saying. If I was doing this on a freaking laptop, I would already be in here. Like I gotta scroll and, and every this and that and all right to win the division. Here we go. <laughs> I am getting better at this though. Maybe my phone too. Like it just everything sucks. Everything suck. It's like Scott Farrell said, These eggs suck. They're not even real eggs. Right, um, Philadelphia Eagles. Right, I like to go crazy with all these, but I put fifteen hundred on the Dodgers the other night in the middle of the night. And I woke up. I was like, yeah, I could have put a thousand only. It probably would have been good enough. <laughs> I put fifteen hundred and thirty nine dollars. So the Eagles at plus one hundred eighty. What does this turn? Let's see what I have to do. What does this do to pay a thousand? What, like three hundred? God it's so small. Uh, that only pays $840. Uh, I want to get this up to 1000 dollars $350? No, a little bit more. $360. <laughs> These are the little games that we play here. Like so I said, I bet a thousand. I want to win a thousand dollars on this. So I have some. Alright, I win a thousand if they win a division. Three sixty pays one thousand and eight dollars. This is where I get compulsive though. I don't like that eight. I don't want the eight. I want one thousand. All right, three hundred and fifty-eight dollars is one thousand and two. So let's try three fifty-seven. God, that's nine nine dollars and sixty cents. All right, three hundred and fifty-seven and thirty cents. I want a thousand. All right, let's try twenty-five cents. All right, I give up. This is as close as I'm going to get, and it's pretty good. So $300, and it's a random number, $357.25. $357.25 on the Philadelphia Eagles to win the NFC East. Pays back $1,000.30. Let's
4: put the bet in. and
3: the bet is in it's done that's the one thing a lot of talk show hosts will talk about oh i'm gonna play this and that and whatever like we put our money where our mouths are that's the first division bet that i played so far i played the bears under six and a half dolphins over eight and a half cleveland browns under nine and a half and now i just played the philadelphia eagles to win the division 300, uh, yeah, $357 pays uh, 1000 so that's done i like to put more but like I said I have a bunch of college futures and I'm going to play I don't know if I'll play every division but I was looking at the divisions and I pretty much like I like a lot of them but there's a few that are just kind of tough like like the AFC West is a difficult division to pick who's going to win Look, let's let's go through the divisions right now. So I just put the bet in here. I guess the question is too: Can I parlay this? And I probably should be able to. Yes, parlay division. Uh, if I want to parlay some divisions here. All right. So let's start off with the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills are minus two thirty. The Miami Dolphins are plus four fifty. The New England Patriots are five to one. The Jets are twenty to one. So. The Buffalo Bills are clearly the class of this division. A lot of people think the Buffalo Bills are the team to beat. They are Super Bowl favorites. I mean, hell, they're two and a half point favorites against the, the Super Bowl champions in Los Angeles in the season opener. They're minus 230 to win a division. I do believe that they will. I think the Dolphins are going to be good. I think the way this division plays out, I think the Buffalo Bills will live up to the hype, and the Bills are going to be like 13-4. and four. I think the Miami Dolphins go over the eight and a half. I think the Dolphins are like ten and seven, 11 and six type thing. I think the Patriots are like a nine and eight football team, a little better than five hundred, around five hundred, right? You can't be five hundred anymore, so either eight or nine. Are they really going to be eight and nine? Maybe, wouldn't shock me. I'm not. I don't buy into this Mac Jones stuff. I think he's average. I think the media hypes him up because he's white, and you know, I don't know they've anointed this kid as some sort of genius. Oh, he clearly had the best rookie season. Well, what did he do? He handed the football off him 56 times once, right? Like, they don't really have very good, like, skill position players. They're, they're, off- they're offensive coordinators. Like, I could seriously find a couple of homeless people outside on the street right now, and they'd be more qualified than Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to call plays in the NFL i mean, be like, have you ever watched a football game before? Yeah, okay, you're hired. I, I have zero confidence in them. And I don't know, the fact that, like, Bill Belichick, that's the thing. Bill Belichick's ego is so big, he thinks, like, they can win with anybody. Like, really? So you're going to hire your buddies that are both clowns to be the OCs here? Really? Like, Matt is a defensive coordinator. He's a bad defensive coordinator. Joe Judge, I don't know what Joe Judge is. I don't know what that guy does. I guess he's a special teams guru or something. I don't know. He's good at yelling at people, and he is strong. He can lift you over his head, I guess. But I don't think much of the Patriots. So the Bills are going to win a division. Not a ton of value betting anything at minus 230. The AFC North, you can discount Pittsburgh are not winning a division. I think Pittsburgh are going to go over their win total at 7.5. It's too late. And Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. Um, but I don't think they're going to win a division. The Cleveland Browns are a train wreck. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals and and you know and the Ravens. To me, those are the two best teams in this division. But a lot of people, the Ravens are a polarizing team. People either think that they're not very good and Lamar Jackson sucks, and you know that they're past their, they're past their, their peak. And other people think the Ravens are back. I tend to believe that the Ravens are back. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I wouldn't want to play the Baltimore Ravens in a playoff game. Could the Bills beat them? Yeah. But Lamar Jackson gives you a chance to win any football game that he's in. Harbaugh is a very good coach. The Ravens the Ravens have had injury problems, man. All right? Like the, the Ravens are bad. They've had injury problems. If the Ravens are healthy. They're going to win football games. And I think the Ravens win a division. They're plus 160. I think the Bengals are good. But I, I think the Ravens are, are better, in the regular season at least. Like, I'm not saying the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl, but I'm telling you, I think the Ravens are back. They're going to be in a bad mood this year. And uh, they win, like, 11, 12 football games to win a division, plus 160. I'm not going to put it in right now because it's not like – lo- you know, I really like this Eagle play because I'm only competing with one team, the Cowboys. And these division plays, you have an opportunity to hedge and, you know, you can do things along the way here. The AFC South, I like this play as well so but this is the question here that we have to ask ourselves with the AFC South if we like the Indianapolis Colts, do you bet the Indianapolis Colts win total over nine and a half for you to bet on the win of division and the winner of the division right now is minus 125 right you see what I'm saying so it's sort of like the same bet. So, in other words, can they win this division with a 9-8 and record? I guess. But I don't think Tennessee are suddenly going to be terrible. Like, people forget. Derrick Henry is still Derrick Henry. And, yeah, they lost A.J. Brown. Whatever. You can replace wide receivers. And... um They did lose a couple of offensive linemen. Like Tennessee, you're definitely tweaking things, right? They're not rebuilding, but they're sort of, you know, they're renovating. I guess that's a good way of putting it, actually. Tennessee are renovating. They're not rebuilding, they're renovating. Matt Ryan, uh, he's really fitting in with Indianapolis. I guess I'd rather take him over 9.5 than to win a division.
1: <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: I'm not! Quickest underneath in Sports Talk Radio. This is Rage. Thanks to all of our guests this evening Rick Saratella, George Kurtz, and RJ uh, Ochoa for uh, joining us. We'll be uh, jam-packed again tomorrow night. More NFL football talk. We're like 23 days away right now from the start of the regular season. It's pretty crazy to say that out loud, isn't it? It really is time. We're going to have to set up our fantasy football uh, league soon. Normally, in the past, we've had like two, three. You know what I mean? I think once I even ran four leagues one year, but I'm thinking this year probably just one. One, uh, One league, probably a $200 entry. And uh, and uh, we look forward to the draft, so we'll figure something out actually. But it's coming, it's real. So we put the play in tonight. We always like to leave you with a play. Last night we uh, last night in the last little mini segment here we left you with uh, San Diego and Miami under the number. That game won. It went under the number. So tonight we're going to leave you with the Philadelphia Eagles to win a division. We had the Dallas Cowboy breakdown tonight. And. There's just too many question marks with the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to talk Eagle football tomorrow, but the Eagles have a hell of a lot um, less concerns and ifs than than the Cowboys do. I also believe that Nick Sariani in his second year here, there's going to be a big difference in their offense. I think that Jalen Hurts, I think that Nick Sariani had to hold back last year and that's what i liked about this guy this is what i really like about this team coming into this year i really saw something from the coach that early in the season he was trying to run his offense and he realized you know what it's too complicated and they're not picking it up it's a problem like linemen were like running down field like it was it was a mess and he basically said let's simplify things and you saw they got successful now they got a full camp another year two I think Hertz is really going to take a next step in in, in understanding what Coach Sirianni wants to
7: accomplish.
3: Other than that, you're on your own. Later.
7: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and